put a spell on you. Cause you're mine. So tomorrow is a big day for us, Plur. It's one of the studio staple holidays, right? Yeah. World staple holidays. Yes. And coming from the two people who in a team activity, when asked if you would like horror or humor, the only two people (laughs) who chose horror horror all the way (laughs) are uh streaming live radio right now yeah so needless to say halloween is big for us halloween is maybe my favorite holiday of the entire year uh it's one of the ones that i think has the lowest barrier to satisfaction (laughs) (laughs) you get to just decorate and dress up and not have to buy anything except maybe candy for yourself maybe children uh, and just enjoy your time being a spooky person grisly grimy grisly grimy it depends right scary you can be in a beautiful flower crown wearing princess true true very true you be whoever you want to be tina okay so with that y'all might have guessed what our show is about for an inaugural show it's titled I ain't your boo, boo. And uh, you're probably wondering what interstice means, the title of our radio show. And Ploy is going to save you from a Google. But you should Google it because it's not that hard. Uh, interstice is the plural version of the word interstitial. And I think that's a word that we throw around a lot as designers. All these interstitial moments. Uh, Interstice is essentially the space between two big moments. And what we're going to be talking to you in our monthly radio show is all those things that are great, all those big, giant things that we like to discuss and all those really sticky, ooey-gooey places in between those moments. Um, So we're really excited to talk to you about Halloween today, which is... What's bigger than Halloween, right? Yeah, what's bigger than Halloween in, at IBM? Nothing. <laughs> I think there's maybe a couple things. But culturally, I think Halloween is one of the big staples that we have, right? I think it's something that we, we perform at, on, a global, on a global scale. I know that our uh, teammates in Dublin also do Halloween pretty big there, but I don't think anything is as big as the show can yeah. be produced at Austin. Like we talk about this a lot, the theater of Halloween yeah. and how um, there are things happening in the front stage of the theater which you see on Halloween or whatever day that we dub to be Halloween um, at IBM. And then there's obviously things in the backstage um, behind the curtain. So. Uh, for th- for those who are listening that don't aren't IBMers because there are some, um, can we talk about how big this day is? Like what what happens in the studio? Oh yeah, I think 
one Halloween was one of the first things that got brought up to me whenever I was even applying at IBM. I was like, yeah, we do Halloween big. I was like, whoa, what does that even mean? Uh, and I think the idea is that Halloween here is that each team uh, as a part of IBM, they pick a theme, and, at least in the Austin studio, and they go hard into executing it. So they, the, for example, if we take, what I loved is what I think, uh, I can't remember the, the team that did it, but they did a haunted house uh, and they decorated their entire floor and they had uh, winding rooms that you got to go into and experience things like a giant human-sized Ouija board and oh some yeah, card that. reading. I mean, I lo we love Ouija boards, right? Um, and just a whole bunch of, uh, what's it called? Immersive experiences. Mm -hmm. And that really, I think, is a big staple of Halloween at IBM is making... Executing the craft that we that we use in software product design and putting it into our spaces, mm -hmm. like we are building our own Disneyland in our office space, our own immersive worlds. It's on such a grand scale that it takes so much thought and work and effort put in to making this. Mm, holiday so real yeah and so grand um so so it's pretty big we do it up for sure yeah and i think a lot of that is to say that the act of performing halloween is an all hands on deck activity right uh, when you talked about the theater of Halloween and the front stage and the backstage, what we show on that day of is that front stage, right? Where we've got all those interactive experiences and all those things that we use to bring and form a studio community. But the thing that really is important, the thing that makes that happen, right, is that backstage, is that behind the scenes work that is involved with making sure the magic is executed yes yes and magic doesn't just pop out of nowhere I wish. and there are real people behind the magic of halloween so let's talk a little bit more about that the behind the scenes behind the curtain work ploy and i have been on halloween planning committees yeah, no, Halloween commanding planning committees is is the necessary thing that drives Halloween to work, right? I think about when I think about those committees, I think about um, the office where you've got the party planning committee and you've got Phyllis and, and um, American office, clearly, Phyllis and Angela and uh, Pam. And it's primarily those folks who who sit behind the scenes in that meeting room and plan out uh, uh, Halloween and of the variety of holidays that that entire organization throws and they're responsible for all of it too right not just Halloween and I think that's like really what how how it goes it's it's about the folks who are behind the curtain and the fact that those folks are like primarily women right mm -hmm. who drive those not to say that men aren't involved but I think the the classic expectation is that women are a part of these community planning events mm -hmm. and that's a huge responsibility absolutely and 
not just a part of sometimes even voluntold、mm. or assumed that they would take up this role. So that that brings me to talk about okay, if most of the planning committee, the drivers of this grand event or any event in the office place. What is women's work in the office place? We hear this、um, term of chores at the in the office. Like I think that、um, that that event is being or that happening or the that concept、mm -hmm. is now being brought up by women and women of color. So. Let's talk about what what women's work is and what house chores is. So I'm gonna pull up this article from the New York Times: Women stop volunteering for office housework. So what is housework? It is mainly described as non-promotable tasks,、uh, tasks in which women or women of color say yes to and are often thankless, like. Planning holiday parties, filling in for absent colleagues, or serving on low-level committees. We're seeing that, based on research from Harvard, Harvard Business Review, that 48 percent of the people who are volunteering or are voluntold to do these things are women. Yeah, 48 percent. And I think it, it, you see it all the time here. I'm sharing a story from my friend who is、uh, who was a part of. Her office, and she was expected almost to be a part of the party planning committee for Halloween at her、uh, business unit. And it wasn't a, it was a, oh, why, why wouldn't you want to do that? Of course, right?、Mm -hmm. Don't, don't you want to go and hang out with what the four other women in your office so that y'all can hang out and do the party? And it's like, wow, why, why do I need to take that? Not again, non-promotional investment、mm -hmm. into this cultural and community-building phenomenon for something that is going to just add to my workload. And that come checkpoint season, I can't point back to and say, "Hey, this is why you should give me a raise, or you should look at me in a different light."、Right? Yes, yes. And for those、uh, non-IBMers, checkpoint is the Gateway to、uh, compiling evidence for why you should、uh, be promoted or why you should get a raise. That's that's where we catalog and document all the、uh, things that we have done that have attributed to business impact.、Yeah. And if you put planning Halloween as your number one <laughs> checkpoint goal, I'm not sure if that's Really going to be judged as attributing to、uh, a increase in revenue or contributing to business impact because statistics show that women are judged on past performance that attribute to the bottom line, whereas men are promoted by potential.、Yeah. So, so you won't get if you can't. When you think, when I think about checkpoint, and when I think about any sort of performance evaluation, when I do things where I talk with women, I really highlight that all these community building events are great, like throwing team lunches, going out of your way to purchase birthday cards or whatever. Happy、but、hour. Happy hour. It doesn't, but it doesn't ultimately 
bring back value to the bottom line. So when you think about right where you put your energy points in terms of what you want to invest, it's one of those things that you really have to deeply consider. Is it worth spending my energy here? Because do I get a powerful return on investment as a woman in enterprise or in any sort of organization? I've got a quick story here. I think uh, so. I I went to uh, Las Vegas. It was one of my first business trips with IBM, and uh, I had a couple of hours to kill before the plane. So I was like, "Oh, I'll go and hang out at a coffee bean and tea leaf, <laughs> work for <laughs> profesh, <a couple laughs> no, <laughs> work for a couple hours." I did also go to a lush and buy myself a bath bomb. So I did. Multiple multitasking, uh, and I sat at this coffee bean and tea leaf, and I'm I'm by the outlet, so I can plug in, and then a guy saunters up, and he he introduces himself, and he goes, "Hi, my name is James, and I'm a Mac Daddy OG," and for me, it was one of my personal dreams come true because <laughs> it was the day that I met a pimp and if one low-key plug for american pimp great documentary about pimps i am fascinated by that occupation mm -hmm. and so he comes up he's like oh can i plug my cell phone to charge with you i was like oh sure and we get to talking because i am a researcher and i have questions for this pimp where am i am i going to get this opportunity again so I sat down with with this individual who, let me give you a bit of a visual description. He's got a baby blue suit, a baby blue fedora with, I think they're ostrich feathers stuck out of it. He is carrying with him a cane with an eight ball and a whip. <laughs> a, whip? a whip? Like a leather? Well, <laughs> yes. I was like, oh, okay. And he, uh, he gets to talking. He asks me what I'm doing there. And I'm like, oh, I work at IBM. I am a, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm here for a conference. And he goes, oh yeah, what do you do? Are you presidents of the secretaries? <laughs> and I was amazed because I was like, wow. Um, one, I mean, you thought I was a secretary, but at least I was the president of them. <laughs> high, high, high office. High office. But I think that goes to show like this person had several underlying assumptions about what my work could be mm -hmm. and that my work was secretarial mm -hmm. <laughs> in nature. And I think it goes to show that there's still a lot of things that we have to do as women to make sure that we do not play into that trope of just being a secretary not that being a secretary is bad but it's that we have we can and move and and should move beyond that we are more than just note takers and calendar uh creators. inviters, inviters. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we are strong yeah. ladies with strong opinions mm -hmm. and then we talked about art for like half an hour he was pretty cool Ooh. He, yeah he was like oh do you want to he said i would change my career for the right woman and i said i hope you meet her one day Insinuating that, that that could be you. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, per Ploy's pimp story, per that and these underlying subtexts, invisible scripts of you know what women should be, what women should do. Um, coming back to a the value of women's work, 
We, Ploy and I, know our value as working women at IBM, as professionals um, in the tech industry. But if you know Ploy and I, we like to think also in extremes. So we know where we stand. We know what layer we're talking about in amongst all these stratified layers. So this is interstice, right? Like our role at work is our main space. We occupy that space. And, and for the most part, we like to occupy it powerfully. Mm-hmm. But taking that, extrapolating it out, and thinking in extremes, women's work can be very, very undervalued, especially in the domain of the sex work industry. Mm-hmm. That's the ultimate devaluation of a woman's work um, because it's just so wrap, wrapped up in complexity mm-hmm. that in that industry, women are uh, valued differently and in some cases valued more highly and yet you think that in that space they would be more powerful yet they are submitting themselves to even more objectification to the male gaze mm-hmm. uh, complex it complex is. place and i think when we think about the ultimate again devaluation of women's work in the role of of sex work specifically it means that it's possible to erase female existence, right? And when I think about that, I think about the, uh, what is it, it just came out, his name just came out. Yeah, let's not say it. (laughs) Yeah, we're not going to say his name, but what he, he, I think he's known for being the most prolific serial killer that we've seen in ages. Mm -hmm. He's killed about 93 women over the span of 80 years mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that. his whole life his whole life his whole that's life. his career that is, car- is is it is his career they finally caught him and it is quite unfortunate that 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 many women had to fall victim to this man before he was caught but the reason why he was able to get away with it right is that a lot of the women were women who 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 were working women mm-hmm. who were able to be easily erased because they were not viewed as women with value or worth in the case of police investigations pursuing further they were unforgettable oh no sorry erase that they were forgettable yeah were forgettable they were very forgettable very invisible it looks like our slack call is not working but i'm raising a book it's titled Invisible Women, Data Bias in a World Designed for Men by Carolyn Criado Perez. And um, I'm going to read an excerpt that links to what Ploy just said about invisible women, especially even working women. Uh, There is an irony in how the female body is apparently invisible when it comes to collecting data. Because when it comes to the second trend that defines women's lives, the visibility of the female body is key. That trend is male sexual violence against women, how we don't measure it, how we don't design our world to account for it, and in doing so, allow it to limit women's liberty. Shout out to Kat Zoe who sent us this book 
and uh, raised it to our consciousness. That is appalling to me that even working women, no matter what they're doing, they're still working and yet they are even more forgettable, even more invisible. And I think it's also the place of uh, the power of women to to bring each other up from being forgotten, right? Mm-hmm. When we think about, I o- what is it, Madeline Albright's quote, there's a special place in hell for women who don't support women. I think about that all the time because it, it, I think in my life, really specifically, I've always felt supported by strong ladies. You're uh, hopefully listening to this. Shout out to you. Um, <laughs> and it's really important to bring each other up. And that is the nature of what the heart of building communities and the heart of party planning is, mm-hmm. right, is to make sure that our work is e- more evenly distributed, is visible, and is 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 pulling each other up. And it's playing to our mm-hmm. strengths. Uh, I think for, for the case of, like, let's bring it back to Halloween, right? Bring it back to Halloween and, and doing all these fun activities Women are typically the, the folks who are in charge of like making making sure the the oil is in the is in the car and that it runs successfully. And when I think about that, I think I went, recall my my father's quote is like, "Men are the head and women are the neck." And I think I don't want to be the neck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to be the face. <laughs> I am the face. I'm a lady <laughs> and I am the face. I will be seen. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's the, the way we've got to move as as women and women who care for other women. Make Absolutely. Sure the work that they do is visible. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, bringing it back to Halloween, right? If you love parties. Love parties. I love parties. Pauline, I love parties. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you love parties, you love uh, bringing everyone together, a sense of community, having fun gosh darn it (laughs) um you decide you want to help out and plan halloween what are some tips ploy for uh people who want to help plan halloween but keep them sane and you know uh, make sure like you said that everyone's you know has a part to play and everyone's supporting each other yeah Absolutely. I love parties. I love planning parties. I planned my friend's party this last weekend. If you if you say an event, I'll be like, yeah, I want to do it. So I'm one of those people that I'm like, I go gung-ho for it 110%. But it's really important to say not everybody is like me, and we should want not expect everyone to be have this opinion. So I think the first thing I would say is, much to the story I told about my friend earlier, say no right Mm -hmm. no is a complete sentence and it's the best i mean my friend natalie has now written it on my desk it's on a sticky note it says just say no great tip thanks natalie (laughs) (laughs) yes no is a complete sentence and i I think something that comes from um i think i don't know i read it on the internet it says don't jade either so don't justify argue defend or explain your no you can own it it's 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 a sentence full stop um, but if you do, like Ploy, chronic overachiever, absolute perfectionist, uh, has an opinion and need to do everything, if you are one of those types of people, um, I would say be 
visible about your work uh, and be visible about the impact. I know we talked a lot about like, oh man, these things aren't like checkpointable, uh, what's it called business, um, business? Direct business impact. Yeah, business impactful, but I think there's a way for to frame it that it is, mm-hmm. right? I think you are advocating for your culture, you're building team morale, community spirit, and when you do these things, freaking shout it from the rooftops. Something that I get really frustrated about is people who don't advertise their wins enough. Doing something like this is an extension of your design uh, prowess, and you have to frame it like that. So mm-hmm. be visible about your work and know that what you are doing is delivering value, and you need to frame that value in a way that's going to help you. Uh, and then I think the the other tip, if I got three tips here, three tips. Um, the thing that I would say is be ex- be delegate. I don't know how to say this any better. I, there's no smooth way to transition, but but like delegate. You know, N O is spelled N O. Delegate is spelled D E L E G A T E. Delegate. <laughs> I want you to delegate. Um, something. It's like a thing that I'm personally still trying to learn because when you are such a like type a person like i am it's hard to delegate but it's actually a really great business skill for everyone to take especially as we move in our career ascend to leadership even when we're just working with our teams in general learn how to delegate and most importantly when you do that delegation learn how to trust others that that you are delegating to Mm -hmm. because you then are saying oh i need help do this and I trust the vision that you are going to execute because now it is not my vision. It is our community vision together. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Let it go, right? Let it go. And then that's just one slice of it, right? Delegation has two parts. And uh, when, when we think about allies, right, Tina, I think you're less, you're less gung-ho <laughs> as I am, uh, which I think is great because we're like yin-yang balance each other out. <laughs> Uh, as someone who is a party planning supporter, what are mm. what are some t- what are some tips? I like to support. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tips for allies. Um, me, I would consider myself an ally to ploy, uh, <laughs> an ally to others. You know, um, there there are moments where I like to lead, but then also moments where I like to support. I think. Going back to yin yang balance, uh, very that? important. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> it's me, Ploy. <laughs> Can you see? <laughs> I want to be seen. I uh, know Ploy sees me. Okay. Um, all right. So tips for allies: actively engage. Do not wait to be asked to do something, and better yet, do this. Ask targeted, specific questions. Examples. What decorations do you need versus what can I do to help? Open question, too broad for someone at the helm like Ploy who is thinking 360 view, has all these areas that she needs to uh, delegate or make sure gets done in some type of sequence. It's madness. It's madness. It's madness. And if you ask the the open-ended question it can be a tipping point it's another task yeah it's another task 
what can I do to help you? Then I'm thinking through all the things that's on the checklist. Okay, now narrowing it to the things that you can do immediately. Now narrowing it to things that I know that you want to do or can do. So it's already, that's three more steps that I've taken. And then I want to like choke you out. I'm also like wedding planning right now for anyone who is listening. So this is like really pertinent. Uh, okay. And then uh, the fact that you said choke you out, can you please go to jujitsu class? Oh, yeah. <laughs> to, um, you want these to be deadly? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Beginner's class. I'm also Toad's beginner and have not gone in so long. So yeah. um, I'm lamenting. Okay. Going back. So pointed questions. Uh, don't ask open-ended questions. To ask a specific question, observe what is going on so that you can ask a specific question. Is ploy mm, trying to figure out decorations? Is she trying to figure out who will do what or who will play what part at uh, the actual day of Halloween? Be observant and ask a good question that will help her and then will then uh, help you to even know what to do and be specific about it. Okay. And then most importantly, be willing to defend each other. Going back to what Ploy said about women supporting women, I think it also needs to be people supporting people Mm. i think we all have great teammates here at ibm so if you see something say something so if you see that uh your teammate is being asked to do something that doesn't directly utilize her or his amazing skill set that you can speak up for them and amplify their voice and say hey I don't think Ploy's talents would be best suited to uh, go and pick up coffee for everyone even though you know we do do that sometimes uh, because yeah it's it's awesome right but being voluntold to do that not okay so Defending each other and saying, ploy skills there are better used to do this project that she's working really hard on. I think she shouldn't be doing that. And then ploy can just agree. Oh, I love that. I love it. Yes. Already. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. You're making it easy for your teammate to focus on important things. Absolutely. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Being an ally. Make your mama proud. Make her proud. Mm-hmm. Mama, Papa. Everyone. Sister, brother, <laughs> neighbor. Make yourself proud. Dog, cat. Make your cat proud. <laughs> I want my cat to be proud of me. <laughs> be the dog mom. That should that, exist in uh, the world? I don't know. Where, you, where is this going? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be the dog mom you always wanted to be and thought that you are. Because you are. Because you are. You're the beautiful dog mother that everyone believed you could be. Yeah. I I, I think it goes back to Halloween. One, Halloween, great, great holiday, great holiday, best holiday. And it is about, like, all holidays, right, themed around celebrating something together. Um, So 
what is more important than celebrating the efforts that people take to make this coming together happen and to make the people who come together who are involved in that feel recognized something that really inspired me this morning was when one of our coworkers shared uh, he just gave another uh, developer a compliment about how cool his code is and then that made that that uh, geographically distant co-worker so happy it was like oh it made my day and I'm like damn how do we do more of that right that's the that's the recognition that we want to to give to our fellow humans mm -hmm. and I think it's like a big big thing about anyone who takes efforts should be recognized for those efforts and I've tried personally myself now effort I do any sort of engagement to send a thank you card or a thank you note or just a, a recognition that hey I saw what you did there you're awesome you know and that's the spirit of what Halloween Thanksgiving this time of year for us North American folks uh, mm -hmm. and it's just all about coming together and I I think I one I'm Ja like I can't talk enough about how this is my freaking favorite holiday of the mm -hmm. year. I uh, won't be doing too too big one of a one this year. What are you are you dressing up? Yeah, well, so this is the first year of Halloween that I'm a dog mom. So, <laughs> needless to say, I dressed up Mooney, my Shiba Inu, for a party last Saturday. He I was tuxedo mask because he's a black and tan Shiba and he's like forever tuxedo daily look. Uh, so because I wanted him to be tuxedo max, I revolved my costume uh, around him. And so I was Sailor Moon, but I successfully convinced my boyfriend who is Mexican to be Frida Kahlo and oh he looked so good he was yeah he, he was, was the talk of the <laughs> yeah yeah I was like honey you have the best eyebrows ever so envious and they look better when they come together to hug. <laughs> yeah 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 and shout out to his older brother who uh had uh, eyeliner on deck because I, I don't wear eyeliner so uh we had OCL um eyeliner and then his um i'm gonna butcher this huaraches oh, okay yeah his uh his um, uh sandals and that really completed the look and he he was phenomenal and um he's also a great dancer i would have <laughs> loved to see him dance as frida <laughs> yeah um, he did dance yeah. he did dance um but but i'm also waiting for november 1st because that's when pet smart's dog costumes <laughs> will be on sale because what i've found out is homemade costumes for a energetic dog does not last very long so i'm gonna try the professional run. i'm gonna try professionally made costumes we'll see how that goes i've been trying to find things for my dog so i've got uh a dog that I call a cross between a whippet, which is a small greyhound, and a chipotle burrito. <laughs> so he's a little overstuffed. Um, and John, my fiance, calls him our little harbor seal. Oh, so we've yes, been, yes, we've yes. been looking for uh, seal costumes for our dog because, especially when he like lays down, he looks like beached. So <laughs> we're trying to find something that will fit him. But he like has a tiny head and a giant body. So it's really hard to find things to his proportions. And I'm like, 
I think you really do pick dogs that are after yourself because I have the same problem. (laughs) (laughs) We have the same issues. um, And I don't think John and I are doing too much dressing up this year, Mm -hmm. which which will be great. But I am excited to dress up for our studio Halloween, which can't tell you anything about what security is doing. Hush, hush, hush. hush, But um, come to our space. It'll be a delight. And I can't wait for everyone in the Austin studio to kind of come and walk around and I've invited some non-design IBMers to come visit our space too and they're quite jazzed. Yeah, it's a uh, it's definitely indoor trick or treating at IBM Studios on Halloween. I'm super excited. Trick or treating. What's your favorite candy? What's your favorite Halloween candy? Ooh, I like gummies. Gu- uh, like in general, like the Hasbro like Hasbro gummy bears, uh, Sour Patch Kids, all the gummies. I'm not really a chocolate fan. Oh, wow. So. Okay, so we'll trade each other. Yeah, Yeah, you can (laughs) have my chocolates. Yes, I love chocolates. 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 Like I think that's like the Willy Wonka. Which Willy Wonka way would you would you perish? I think it'd be I'd be the Violet Baudelaire. I'd eat something, become <laughs> a, a giant balloon person, and float away. I wouldn't even be there. You wouldn't be chocolate. No, no. no. Oh, 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 it's a chocolate factory. Yeah. I'm getting the heck out of there. Yes. Okay, so that was our inaugural episode of Interstice. Just. Uh, to set expectations, we will be bringing on amazing guests to our shows. So please stay tuned for that. Um, This will be monthly. Mm -hmm. I know the holidays are coming up, so we're going to have to plan accordingly. But uh, we will be bringing in special guests that are near and dear to our heart that we know have things to say. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to uh, open it up to I know we talked about a lot of things today that happy to continue this conversation or if you want to learn more about my chocolate preferences or Tina's gummy preferences you can join us on the uh, hashtag interstice slack channel where if you don't post we're just gonna post pictures of our dogs mm-hmm. I guess which is also worth following FYI Totes. Yeah, you can see how really seal like michael j buns is michael j buns what was that attorney at paw uh, yeah <laughs> yeah he's got a jd in paw <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's he does a lot of freelance work now he's retired old dog uh, old attorney dog <sighs> all right so before we do our outro song um i just want to take some time to acknowledge all of Ploy's hard work in this flower crown oh. <laughs> uh, for our inaugural episode she has uh, brought her handmade flower crown from uh, inspired by Midsommar Mid-Som- yeah yeah Hor- oh, horrific movie oh great movie Ari great. Aster is an amazing director uh, I can go about on about this forever but if you haven't seen Hereditary I watched it like nine times when it came out best mm-hmm horror movie of 2018 midsummer not best horror movie of 2019 solid movie beautiful director uh mm-hmm. beautiful film it'll like i gasm the heck out of you and i made this flower crown in a fit of rage and inspiration and then i was like wow this is so hard i quit so <laughs> <laughs> so we just have the crown 
available on Etsy. Not really, not really. Do you want to move so you're in the the Slack call? Yeah, there we go, because we've got some uh, viewers. Hi. Okay. Uh, Yeah, would recommend for uh, late night, movie night, in anticipation for Halloween tomorrow. Honestly, during the day, because then you're going (laughs) to get freaking blinded watching that movie. It's it's quite bright. It's very bright, It's like a daytime horror movie, I think. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Want to see The Lighthouse? That next? It it looks like horror-esque. Uh-huh. Good. So, movies. I could talk about movies. Next next cast. I know. We are we are movie goers for sure. Yeah. Get those okay. Alamo points. I love Alamo Draft House, best movie viewing location. Best fried pickles. Awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wonderful. So thanks for all who tuned in to listen. Chat with us on Interstice. Um or don't. We'll be back next month. We will be back. Thanks, y'all. It's astounding, time is fleeting, madness <laughs> takes uh, its toll. Oh, it is not off, it's gonna be off But now. listen closely. Not for very much longer. I've got to keep control.